This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Good evening. Uh, we are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. Yesterday we were talking about what is called as avoiding arguments and today we are going to do something which is called how to cultivate devotion. So there are certain techniques which Narada has prescribed. So we will do those. We will see what these techniques are all about. We are doing the Narada Bhakti Sutra, Sutra 76. Books on devotion should be reflected upon and the instructions must be pursued diligently. Now, books of devotion, they should be reflected upon. For every other path that is there, there are practices. What are the practices? We have done them elsewhere. They are meditation, pranayama, then reading the scriptures, bahating them, learning the Vedas, the Shastras. It's like an endless thing which is there in all other paths. What is there in devotion? How does a person become a devotee? We have actually been exposed to this from our childhood. As a kid, we have heard stories from our parents and grandparents and our teachers and they have told us different, different stories. Be it Ramayana, Mahabharata or stories of great people. Now, in today's day and age, most of these schools and institutions are trying to eliminate this. They are becoming what they call themselves as secular. Now secularism doesn't mean you remove stories which everybody has grown up for the last so many thousand years. You don't give up these kind of things which are going to lead a person towards something better in life. At the advent of the last century, the Macaulay system of education came into the picture in India. And because of which, literally all the changes that you are seeing today came into being. They all wanted us to have a different set of understanding. And that is the reason why you will find that most of the youngsters today have no understanding of any of our old stories. The ancient stories that the parents and the grandparents and the teachers and the schools we were exposed to. Now I am saying we, that means way back in time, 
I I don't know about the current generation. The current generation is completely devoid of that. They are more exposed to the knowledge of computers and cell phones and those kind of things. But for the sake of devotion, please understand if you do not expose your children and the next generation to these beautiful tales that are there, then their growth in the spiritual world is curbed. It will be cut off. So Narada has said, books on devotion should be reflected upon and their instructions must be pursued diligently. These stories are very simple, straightforward, but they have some very strange kind of a people in it which the logical world doesn't believe in today. The logical world outside says that there can be no Ganesha or there can be no Hanuman. But there are channels in the, in the TV which are playing those. And we have some very great people nowadays who create stories around these characters, by the way. Stories which actually never happened, they are not mentioned in any of the scriptures. But the younger generation is exposed to a Krishna which nobody has ever heard of. Yes, I know the Krishna who used to rob the butter and all that. But coming up with modern weaponry and systems like that, I doubt it. Even Ganesha and Hanuman is shown with some latest kind of stuff. They are not uh, characters from some serial, you see. <laughs> you, you have abroad the Avengers and all that. That, that is, Those are comic strips. The comic strips are converted into different, different kinds of stories and they are all concocted versions. Our stories are not written in the last hundred years. See, you have to understand this. Our stories were written thousands of years ago. And these stories have been the foundation of spirituality. Just imagine a few years back in 1975, a movie came out and it became a religion. A movie which I think quite a lot of people during that age now also, they believe in it. Let the force be with you. My God, it became a religion. And the sage over there is called Yoda, the Star Wars, you know. People converted it into a religion. It is not a true story. There is no basis for that story and yet it became a religion. When people look at each other, they say, and let the force be with you, <laughs> something like that. But our stories, which are very, very ancient, they are part, some people call it mythology, you see, mythical stories. They are not. They are stories woven around so that we 
as very simple minds can understand the truth. Alright? And these are the stories which we have to learn. Read them. So the first step in devotion. Nothing great. Don't have to go to any classes anywhere. You can read simple stories based on Ramayana, Mahabharata or some of the great sages, saints. There are great books which have, are available. So Narada is saying, take those stories, read them, study them properly. There are certain reasons why the story is woven like that. And we have to find a deeper meaning in them. Say for example, you find Sri Krishna is shown as lifting the entire Govardhan hill. The entire Govardhan hill is lifted. All the people of that particular vicinity they come and stand below that hill and they are protected by rain. That is written. Now what do you have to think about this story? The first thing that a person looks at, a logical mind or a person who is a non-believer will say, how can anybody lift a hill? It's all fake, you know. There are deeper meanings in it. What is he trying to say? What is the Bhagavatam saying? What is that Krishna Leela all about? We have to decipher it. We have to break it down and understand the true meaning of the word. Govardhan, hill, Indradev is the one who has brought the rain down, isn't it? Now I will give you an example which I was reading today morning and this example is more than 3500 years old. This is a written book and it is a very ancient book. In that it was mentioned that the people who were staying on both sides of the river and the river is Nile. River Nile. It is also mentioned that they were very close to the salty waters. Now the moment you say salty waters, you can understand we are very close to a sea. Huh? River is on one side, sea is on one side. There is a mention of a pharaoh. There is a mention of a pharaoh. There is a mention of an entire group of people staying on the banks of Nile. They had very big villages over there. And the pharaoh, he was the king of that entire place. Suddenly one day, the sky became dark and it started raining fire and brimstones, you know. 
Now think what is being said over here. It is history. History, by the way. Do you understand? It tells us very clearly that there were some showers from outer space of maybe some meteors or some asteroids. We don't know what exactly hit the earth. But if somebody were to go and do the research on this subject, they will come to know. And then what happened? There were clouds of smoke. Everything was burning down. And it went on for quite some time. And the sky was completely dark and brown in color. Things were burning all over the place. The sea had swollen. Does it sound vague or is it telling us clearly what it means? So it is telling us clearly this is what happened. And this was documented by a person. And the Pharaoh, he is running away from one place to the other and when he is running away, a missile. Now it is not that that missile, I am not saying there was some you know, gun or anything like that or something like that. No, another big structure, a stone from outer space comes and hits him. His chariot is completely demolished. So he's thrown out and then he gathers his people. He's alive. He gathers his people and he runs away to another village. Meanwhile, his children who are there in the other village, they are also running away. The king from the other side, now he, they have mentioned in this, the king who was on the side of the God, the kingdom of the gods. Now what are they talking about? Is it on one side is facing Asia on the other side, if you remember. So somebody from there, a king from there came and started conquering everybody over there. Now, if you look at this story, it will tell you a lot of historical facts. Similarly, Ramayana tells us a lot of history. Doesn't it tell you that these are real stories? Yes, a certain amount of data might be incorporated so that it sounds very nice to our ears. Everybody knows that there is a landmass below from India to Sri Lanka. There are stones which are more like the pumice kind of stones, you know, a different kind of stones which can float. There is Dwarka. The, the kingdom of Dwarka is under the sea. Everything is there. So what is Narada talking to us? He is saying, don't go and discard the stories. See, don't think that this is not logically possible. Teach your children these stories. They have a lot of spiritual importance in them. They have tremendous amount of knowledge and goodness and truth in them. We are talking only of that. And it is important that we follow those things. So he says the book of devotions 
should be reflected upon think about it book of devotion should be reflected upon whenever a person comes to me and says guruji i want to learn so i tell that person i say first thing that you got to do is don't go and buy some big texts and massive stuff from outside and try to learn the sanskrit version of it and you know all that concocted and things which your mind is not even going to understand this is difficult why would you want to do a difficult problem first haven't you been taught in school and college to first attempt the simplest of the issues so do the simple ones first and then go to the complicated ones so go and read the story books the stories of devotion are quite a lot now last so many days i am telling you so many stories every day there there are at least two three stories bundled inside a satsang today also there is going to be a story of course so think the stories are important we have to understand what is written over there so when someone comes to me i tell them okay take this book now a serious person who may be a grown up person say 25 or 30 years of age now he maybe knows ramayana mahabharata i assume that he knows i assume that he has seen all the serials in the television also i assume okay <laughs> simple thing so what do i do i tell them have you heard of ramkrishna paramahansa have you heard of sai baba have you heard of ramanna maharishi and these kind of people you know who are current just a century away and who are valued today we consider them as spiritual people so i tell them read these books i personally give them and i tell them read it like a story first don't complicate your mind in trying to decipher what is written in that right at the first go read it just like that like a story book when you read it the first time it will appear simple the second time when you read the same stuff it's going to appear a little bit tricky and different then the third time it becomes very very spiritual to you then you will understand what is written in that and then when you if when you have a spiritual master with you ask him what is written over there what is the meaning of those words if sai baba has said certain words what does it mean if ram krishna paramahansa has said certain words what does it actually mean and why was he behaving in a particular manner you will not immediately understand it that is the reason why i am there there, there are people who will be able to give you an answer so in devotion also when you ask your spiritual master what exactly it means he will be able to guide you properly that is the meaning so you got to reflect on it 
and then there are instructions which must be pursued diligently all these books have instructions i will give you a certain example to tell you what is what are these instructions now it is written let us say if you have finished reading a pothi you know a scripture a pothi a story book what are you supposed to do it is mentioned in that in that particular book even if it is guru charitra it is mentioned over there after you finish reading do a samapti that means the last day when you are reading it there is a procedure that you need to follow consider that book as a very very profound and a deep devotional book a scripture and then keep it and pray to it and maybe feed one or two brahmins that is what is mentioned brahmins doesn't mean you have to get a brahmin from somewhere outside what it means is some people who are who can be fed what is the kind of food that is to be made that is also mentioned okay why is it mentioned because those are sattvic foods if it is mentioned then don't use onion or whatever other things that is not to be used please don't use so these are the instructions in that i just give you an instruction related to how the samapti is to be done that is the end part if you go through this book the one whom we are talking about has also given certain instructions let us say ramkrishna paramahansa is talking to narendra narendra as you know is swami vivekananda so he is saying certain words why is he saying those words what is the meaning of those words it is important to know today in the morning we were reading about a tantric person who comes and sits in front of ramkrishna paramahansa and he talks about what is tantra and all that and ramkrishna paramahansa is talking to him while he is saying those words he says it's a pretty difficult task nowadays in today's day and age to follow the tantra so then the easiest path is what the easiest path is to be in love with god and be a devotee of god that's it so the person asks him why is it difficult to follow tantra he says consider today's day and age people are indisciplined people do not have that kind of sanctity which they were having in the olden days we do shortcuts in everything and that is the reason why people fall while doing this particular path they they follow the path and then they don't know how to reach the goals or the destinations that is the reason why you got to not do that so this was a dialogue between this tantric person and ramkrishna parmahansa so i have given you the instructions which ramkrishna parmahansa said to this person 
So there are certain things which are mentioned. In Sai Baba's pothi, which is called Sai Satcharit, there is a person who asks Sai Baba that he has a train to catch and that he wants to leave. Baba says to him, sit down. The person doesn't listen. He says, I have a train to catch, you know. I have to go. And he tries going to the railway station. It's pretty far away. 20 kilometers, I believe. And the train doesn't come till late in the evening. And this was at 11 o'clock in the morning. Until late in the evening, 7 or 8, the train comes. You know, in India, what happens? You know, used to happen. I don't know about today. But trains are never in time. So Baba was telling him very nicely, sit down. These are called instructions of the Guru. Some people don't seem to realize that these are instructions given by the Guru. Please follow them to the T. They look at him as an ordinary person. So everybody looked at Sai Baba as an ordinary person and they never bothered about it. Baba knew that the train was not going to come. So he was telling him, you sit over here, have your lunch and then go sometime in the afternoon or evening and then it will be good. This man was afraid that he will, he will, you know, the train will go. But whereas that did not happen. So this is what it means to be instructions must be pursued diligently. The Guru gives instructions. The scriptures give instructions. We have to follow them. Now what are the scriptures? I told you they are nothing but storybooks. But there are certain things mentioned in them and we need to follow them very nicely. If the Guru says to you, don't go just now, go later on. Do that. If the Guru says, go just now, why is he saying? People may not like it. You may not like it. You may say, oh, he's not, he's telling me to get out. There's nothing like that. There is a deeper meaning and this deeper meaning can never be understood by an average person. A sadhaka also never understands what he says. There are lots of hidden meanings in those things. So you got to know them and that is why he says you should reflect on this and instructions to be followed diligently. It is an instruction. It's a kind of an order also. Alright, so we are now moving to the next sutra. This is sutra 77. Narad Bhakti Sutra, sutra 77. Waiting for a propitious time when pleasure, pain, desire, profit, etc. are not troubling you, even half a second should not be wasted. Do you understand? <laughs> Don't even waste half a second. Waiting for a propitious time. What are you trying to wait for? Human beings have this ability 
to watch stupid stuff on their television or their small screens in their laptops or in their phones till dead in the night 11 o'clock 12 o'clock 1 o'clock and then they will get up at 9 o'clock 10 o'clock 11 o'clock in the morning do you think time is going to wait for you oh i am waiting for the right moment you know when uh, narendra modi says today you can go out what are you talking about the propitious moment is now now this is the moment why is this the moment what makes you think that i am some stupid person sitting here trying to talk my way out of this no i am trying to make your time more useful so that you can grow in your world properly these are instructions don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow may not come those who really think that oh i will get up tomorrow i will do this tomorrow i will do that tomorrow doesn't happen again he says where pleasure pain desire profit are not troubling you you are waiting for the time you know today i am in very big trouble i don't have a job i don't have money i don't have this i don't have that when i have that money when i have that time when i have that that time i will think about it narada is telling you why are you doing this the time is now you see when you are in trouble today everybody is in trouble i am sure about it <laughs> most of you are you know literally like a jailbirds at home you know how do you utilize your time isn't it right that at this given moment in time you should be planning for your future you should be reading stuff you should be you know gathering data doing whatever that is necessary connecting with people on the phone on your laptops or going through calls doing all kinds of stuff you have been given a holiday so that you can do a lot of stuff which you would have otherwise not done so do it now what are you waiting for some people asked me a question see they said guruji you are telling us to make a small video but you see i don't have the camera i don't have the equipment i don't have the recording i said what are you talking to me on a cell phone does the cell phone have camera can the cell phone record yes so you think you are going to buy some equipment and then go and do the recording sir tomorrow may not even come okay the company which might be manufacturing might have shut down how do you know today you have an audience people are watching yesterday's figure talks about 3.5 billion people are there on social network do you think it's a joke 3.5 billion just on the facebook network you know facebook has got facebook instagram whatsapp 
3.5 billion people are seeing, reading, doing something. You have got an audience. So this person who is thinking that I will do it tomorrow. Your tomorrow is never going to come. The time is now. Don't wait for this when the pleasure or pain. Uh, today, you know, Guruji, I am going for a party. I mean, before this uh, virus thing happened. No, today, Saturday, no, I have to go out. Sunday, no, I have to do this. Monday, no, I am doing this. I have to go to work. Oh, you have your entire week booked as if like you are the you are the president or the prime minister of a country. Look at yourself. You are nobody. And that nobody is saying my diary is full. Come on. Don't be so silly. Your diary is not full. There is nothing in the diary. If you were worth that amount of money, you would be sitting for a conference like, you know, Jack Ma and all those people who keep on sitting. They are trying to give some great advice. See? And their every second counts, isn't it? What does your second count? How many billions does it count in? Nothing. So I gave you material worldly way of looking at today's day and age. This is a time when you can do so much. Don't give this explanation that I am tired, I am hungry, I have got the problem. Uh, this is happening and that is happening and I cannot do this. These are excuses. Don't give excuses. Not to yourself. Don't say that, you know, I'm so tired. Whereas, you know, if today, if I, if I light a fire under your ass, you will go running right away just now. You know that very well. Then what makes you think that you are so busy? Don't give that crap. When the time comes, you know, Guruji, I have to get inspiration. What? You think of yourself as J.K. Rowling or something like that? Huh? Or you think you are some Steven Spielberg? I should get some inspiration. I think inspiration is going to... I have to look at the stars first, you know. Oh, what you are talking about? <laughs> there is nothing like getting inspiration from some stars. Of course there is, you know, today four different planetary planets are in the row. You can go and see that outside. Or some two days ago you saw the orange moon also. Yeah, that's a very good sign. Don't talk that. Okay? Inspiration? Start writing. Start doing something. Okay? Hey, you know, in school also, when we had nothing to do, we were playing the tabla on our desk. You know that, no? <laughs> you, children, you see, children find inspiration in anything. They want to do this, 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 everything. They want to do everything. Become a child. Find inspiration that every minute of your life. Don't waste talking. Don't waste your time going here and there and thinking, oh, I've got to think. I have to go to the toilet, sit on the toilet seat. I have, then I'm going to think. It will take me half an hour. I have some people in my world who give me this explanation. They have to, they think of themselves as the great thinker. You remember the thinker who sits on that seat like this and thinking? You're not going to become anybody. No. There is so much to do right now. There are courses which have never been free are available to you. 
You have got 24 hours in your life. Don't say I am busy 24 hours. Alright? Let us come back to our spiritual discussion over here. All enough of this, you know. I think you will get bored one day. Guruji is only trashing us, you know. <laughs> but I am telling the truth. You see, we love to give reasons. Okay? So let us come back to what Narada is saying. Narada is saying, Waiting for a propitious time when pleasure, pain, desire, etc. are not troubling you. Even half a second should not be wasted. Same applies in the material world. That is why I said. So here, on the path of devotion, don't say, you know, once I am free from my this mundane life of going to work, then I will come and sit. Once my examinations are over, you know, I will find some time to sit. One person told me, you know, once my examinations are over, I will sit and I will talk to you. I am still waiting. Examinations? Sir, 21 days, so there is nothing going on. You know that, I know that. <laughs> so, examinations is not... Now the new studies have started. Oh... They were anyway going to start. So you don't have time between that. People are sitting and at home. I would have said in olden times, you know, hatching eggs. I can't even say hatching eggs nowadays. They are doing nothing. I am busy on a call with my company, you know. Oh. So what Narada is saying over here, don't give excuses. The path of devotion is such that you cannot give any excuses whatsoever. Don't bother about saying, you know, when my daughter's wedding gets done, you know, I have people for telling me this. In the spiritual path, they came to me, you know, they came, Guruji. You see, when they come, they will always be so humble and all. Guruji, I would like to meet you. Okay, and then what happens? When my daughter gets married, I will definitely find time. Daughters get married. They will be on the path to having their second child also. Still, I am waiting. Guruji, I am waiting. Nothing is happening. Why? Because after reaching one target, then they reach another one. After they got married, then I have to look after my parents. After that, after I look after my parents, then I have to look after... What? What are you talking about? Do you think you have so much time in hand? No, I am doing my Vishnu Sahasranam and this and that. Sir, your Vishnu Sahasranam is not going to take you anywhere. The path of devotion is very clear. Please remember this. Don't waste even a minute. By saying all those, you know, one hour of prayer or doing meditation is not going to take you anywhere. Have we not discussed this on the path of devotion? Check the Vedas out. Didn't, didn't Narada say these words? Chuck the Vedas out. Chuck all your exercises out of the window. Devotional path has nothing to do with it. It is just talking about can you be, you know, in the Lala land of love? Just be in love with God. So the first thing he said, read story books. Read them. Go understand all these scriptures that are there. You know, simple ones, not the complicated. Then he says, what else you are supposed to do? Meet your guru. Do satsangs. 
you have a phone you have internet you have everything what is stopping you what is stopping you so narada is saying these are excuses when i have this time don't say that when i when the all this problem in my life goes away don't say that because of pain pain is mentioned over here i am in pain you know no and then he says all the desires of my life what are the desires of my life first i got to build a house then i got to have this then i got to have that you know after all these things i got to also save for my retirement you see after i save for my retirement after i have ensured that i get you know every year on year or month on month a kind of a pension which i am enjoying this is the my lifestyle you see what narada will look at you and say is that so you really think you are going to enjoy your pension you see when you are 60 years old no i will ensure that the whole thing gets wiped out then what are you going to do from the age of 60 you will start working once again this is not the way do it now you may be 40 you may be 45 you may be 30 you may be 20 doesn't matter age is not the criteria because you are looking at the physical age of the body not who you are you don't have an age you have just taken this body the bottle this body is a bottle it is going to break any minute you understand glass bottle one day everything is gone then what do you do so when all this is not troubling you don't say those words do it and that is the reason why it is important to do it right here and now this importance has to be understood in many cases a person doesn't realize how bad their condition is one day a person says he comes to a great sage and tells him you see i have a family and i love my family so much my wife is very good my my children are very nice i have a mother at home and blah 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 all that uh but i want to be in spiritual can i be in spiritual so the guruji says uh, how is your family with you oh they all love me so much you know they are literally in love with me and we are a very close family is that so so he says do one thing if you think that is the case i will give you one pill okay eat that pill when you go home after that i will come all right nothing will happen you will just fall asleep over there but you will be able to hear everything so he goes home sleeps on his bed takes the pill and his body becomes stiff he can hear everything so the guru comes to their house everybody is crying over there that this person is dead so the guru says to that those people there is no problem you see i can definitely revive him but one of you has to take his place so he goes and asks the old mother 
would you give your life so that your son can be revived bc he's he's a young man you are an old woman you have seen enough life the woman looks at him and says are you crazy i have too many things to do this whole house i have to run you know and now that he is not there who is going to run who do you think he is going to run his wife is over here his children are over there the whole house has to be taken care of there is a cow in the cow shed all these things are there what do you think i should be doing i cannot give my life then he comes to the wife and says the same thing are you willing to exchange places with him the wife says you see he was supposed to die he is dead now what can you do just let it be no you see he is not going to take care of the children the children are very small i have to be there i am the mother of the children so i have to be there to take care of these children so it's okay let him die i mean if he is dead he is dead it's okay and like that every person in the family is asked this and every person denies it and then the the master he taps this person and says get up so he gets up and then he says this is the family you were talking about who seem to be in love with you nobody gives a damn no wife no mother no father nobody gives a damn to you you are dead means you are dead finished they will cry for you for a day or two after that nobody is going to give a damn so if you think that you have achieved something by being with family and people like this i think you are completely mistaken so like narada he says this is the propitious time this is the time get up so the person gets up and tells the guru you are so right you know i cannot waste my time even for a moment i just have to do it right now and he walks out of the house now this is a story told by ramkrishna parmahansa this is a story from our olden scriptures also so i have told you a story which has been told earlier also and this is a truth which you can test it out yourself i'm not asking you to take a pill and then fall down dead okay otherwise you'll tell me guruji de bola tha <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that what i mean is the same people that you think the same desires that you feel that you have to fulfill you yourself are the judge way back in time you thought you know that i will buy a house who is living in that house you are not you are given it out on rent look at the way the people treat the rented houses they treat it worse than a, a you know a pit like a cow shed you know so nobody is bothered you are paying the emi throughout your life 20 years 25 years you are paying emi to the bank or that institution your hairs have turned gray Okay you have become an old person also at the age of 40 only you look like as if you are 60 years old most of the men na they start balding and white hairs 
and you look at them and you say something is wrong with this guy and they have all kinds of diseases in the world why because in their world they are thinking that this is how it has to be done after my emis get over after my house becomes mine after my you know i make arrangements for everything things are going to work doesn't happen that way you got to do got to do it now and that is the reason why narada said these words okay so yeah the next verse that is there is a little bit uh we have reached 78 we have just got another day or two left all right <laughs> i have received a certain number of questions we have come to the end of verse 77 all right so i'll stop over there so i will just tell you we have received a certain number of questions i am going to attempt to answer them for those who wish to hear i'm also attempting a small book along the way so we are continuing with the 430 satsang every day hopefully not because of coronavirus but let us hope that it not coronavirus should not be the reason for it it's like you are trying to be in spiritual that helps satsangs are very good so please send your questions even on the facebook page there is a section below where you can write the comments if you go to facebook page of ours krishna knows there is a whatsapp number you can whatsapp there is the website where you can write your questions if you are there on google hangouts you can write over there make the questions relevant so that you get the proper answers okay so i am going to try one or two questions per day let us see how it goes and then we will carry on from there so tomorrow we will do sutra 78 onwards 78 and 79 are slightly they are going to take time but after that it is literally finished because 80 till 83 it is there. then there is nothing the last few verses are very simple they are not so complicated so we have come to the end of this particular thing and like every day we will have one small story session now in a story today you will be surprised to know this story because it's a very strange story the strangeness is because we are doing narad bhakti sutra part of devotion and how did this story come up would be the question you know kabir correct so kabir was a great saint of north india and everybody knows about his dohas and the beautiful stuff that he has done but how many of you know the kabir from south i think very few people know him so there was a kabir in the south as well so his name was shishunala sharif muhammad sharif 
All right. Now the moment I say Muhammad Sharif, are you not talking about a Muslim? I say, of course I am talking about a Muslim. But look at what happened with him. His name was Shishunallah Sharif. So he was from this Haveri district again in Karnataka. All right. He was the son of the Imam Sahib. Imams are big people in every village. They have where they have the Imam. So he was the son of an Imam. Now think about it. You may think that the Imam would definitely teach him all about, you know, the scriptures from the Quran and all those kind of stuff. So he was a disciple of a person called Hajresha Kadri. Now Kadri was his guru. Who? The Imam's guru. So the Kadri was a very strange person. Because he used to give Diksha. Doesn't it sound strange? And it is called Linga Diksha. You know there is an entire community of Lingayats here in South. I'm sure you know that. Huh? So there are Lingayats over here. They have Linga Diksha. So this person, he would give Linga Diksha. So he gave it to Shishunallah Sharif. Now he was interested in all the scriptures. Shishunallah. I will call him Sharif. Okay, let us make it simple. So Sharif was interested in all the scriptures. So he had to find some Hindu guru. Isn't it? So he found a person. And that person's name was Govind Bhatt. Now this Govind Bhatt was also a very strange guy. He never followed any of these. You know the scriptures will say no, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. So all these other people are called Mlechas. He would give the scriptures knowledge to everybody. So there was no restriction in his world. People have restrictions in those times. This is way back in 18th century, 18th, 19th. So naturally there were a lot of restrictions. But this man, he said, no, I will give this knowledge to anybody who came. So it so happened that Govind Bhatt, he used to roam all over South India. He was a great scholar as well as a great guru. So one day he came to this village of theirs. The name of the village, I, I did not tell you, it is in Haveri district. It is the name of the village is also called by Shishuvanala. <laughs> Shishuvanala. It's an important destination. Okay, in the future, if you have time, go and visit it. So, I'll give you the reasoning later on. So, he was in that village and he was sitting under the tree. So, Imam Sahib, the father of our hero, Sharifa, he goes over there and looks at this person and he says, Govind, but it's a great guy, you know. He's come to our village. So he goes to say hello to him, pranam and all that. So when he's doing that, he says, I have a son. I would like you to meet my son. So they call Sharifa. Sharifa, come. 
So, Govind Bhatt asks him a question. Who is your father? It's a simple question. So, Sharifa looks at him and says, Why are you asking me this stupid question? Your father and my father is the same. It's a very strange answer, isn't it? But Sharifa is talking very deep spirituality. Your father and my father is the same. And the Imam Saif is so happy and Bhatta is also happy and he says, Oh my God, this person is ready for it. So he says, Can you come with me? So Shishunala follows him. So Sharifa follows the Guru. He goes and he takes training under this great master. There are a number of stories along with it which happened. Some of them I will tell you. The two, three I will tell you. In the first story, both of them are sitting together. Okay, side by side. And the, all the other disciples, they are very angry. They are saying, you know, why are you taking this, this dirty fellow next to you? He is not to be taken, you know. He is not a Hindu. So the Guru looks at him and he says, you know, he is greater than any Brahmin today. Please understand this. And he removes his Janevo. You know Janevo? The sacred thread, the thread ceremony. And he puts it around Sharifa. He says, see, he is my son now. What are you going to do about it? The training goes on. One day, both the Guru and the Shishya are going to some village along with others. So they come across a path where it is fully thorny. The path is strewn with thorns. So the Guru crosses over because he is wearing the padukas, you know, the wooden padukas. So he goes to the other side and from the other side he tells these boys, all these young disciples of his, I will throw you my padukas, wear them and come on this side so that we can each, you know, keep on throwing and the other person can come. So he throws the padukas and all the other students refuse to even touch it. They say, how can we wear our guru's padukas? Sharifa wears them, crosses the path, goes on the other side and then looks around and says, can I throw them? Everybody says, how can you wear Guru's Padukas? It is Guru's instructions. He says, I am following my Guru's instructions. My Guru wants me to follow him. That is why I am following him. The rest of the people stay behind. They don't come. And these two Guru Shishya go ahead. This is a kind of relationship he had. Then many years go by. One day the Guru is sitting over there. He is very much in the last stages of his life, Bhatta. So he is bringing out, vomiting. So one day he is literally vomiting and the vomit is falling on the floor. And the Guru says, don't step on it. 
the other people are there they are looking they are saying what is to be done what is to be done what is to be done don't step on it is the answer sharifa eats that whole thing up i know it sounds gross but this is the truth and he says this is the only place where nobody will tread on my gurus vomit and the guru blesses him and then he dies sharifa is then left alone he goes back to his native place he is married off he becomes a school teacher he becomes a school teacher after few years his wife dies when his wife dies he says i don't know what to do i have to go and he goes from there the child is taken care of by others and then he goes and takes that place of bhatta he becomes a very great sage and a spiritual master many years later when he is dying now because he was a muslim nobody was willing to touch him they still had that problem so finally you remember jangams i was telling you all some 2 3 days ago so there was a great jangam at that point in time the idea is to die in such a way it is a kind of a samadhi that you take you know where when you are dying you are lying on the ground and when you are lying on the ground the body has to be smeared with ash and the feet have to be touched by the jangam the jangam keeps his feet on the head so this jangam kept the feet on his head and he passed away today in the same village of shishivanala in haveri district there are two samadhis side by side of this great sufi saint shishivanala sharifa he did a lot of miracles also now i don't have the time for all that so i just wanted to tell you the kind of devotion that is required is of that caliber the guru and the shishya relationships are very very strange you know and that is a kind of a disciple that is a kind of a devotee the devotion to the guru can you imagine what devotion he had that is required so we have come to the end of today's satsang take care of yourself and i will see you all tomorrow bye